Hello and welcome back to Divine Dingo. I'm your girl Ash, more formally known as your host Ashley for the evening. I'd like to imagine this as an evening show. Pull up a chair, pull up a nice lazy boy chair, have your hot cup of tea, sitting by a fire, and listening to the evening radio special. That is this show, Divine Dingo. And what an episode we have for you today. By we, I mean me and all the voices in and around my head. You're welcome for that. Today on the show, I have my dear friend, Mana Aylin, who has a podcast of their own called The Real Witches of the End Times. You can find it on I know you can find it on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify, and I'm sure you can find it on all major podcast platforms because it is a very legitimate show. I was going to say it's legit, but you know, this is an evening fireside radio special. So we, we say the entire word that we are thinking of. We do not use shortcuts here on the evening dingo special. Sounds like a sale on dingoes only at night, which, you know, we could work that out. No, no, we couldn't. That was a lie. That was just a, just a big fat lie. I'm so sorry. What was I doing? I'm introducing my guest and my dear friend, Mana Elin. I don't know why I said it like that. I just got done editing this episode. It is so goofy. It is so funny. I had so much fun editing it. I honestly barely edited it at all. Edited it. I barely edited it at all. Sometimes when I say edited, it just sounds like edited. God, it's been a long time since I've been on the mic. I've been taking a little bit of a... I've been uh, taking a little bit of me time. Taking a little bit of time off the mic. I have actually been very creative in this time off the mic and, you know, hanging out, doing my thing. Thanksgiving was something that happened. I experienced that holiday with some friends. Very small thing, you know, COVID friendly. Don't at me about spreading COVID. It was low key, just like this evening fireside radio special. (laughs) Damn. I'm going to quit podcasting and just do FM radio shows. I think I've got an FM radio personality. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, anyways, introducing my guests. I think you got the, the point. I've listed their name and their podcast. We've known each other, I guess, for going on a year now. I love Mana. I was on Mana's podcast when it was fresh, when it was fresh and new, they came over to my house. We had, um, we had an enchanted evening that night recording an episode. Um, and it was on their podcast before I even thought about having a podcast. Um, and I, I have to say this one is definitely a little bit more obnoxious and I have been called obnoxious so much in my life. I'm like, taking that word back and it's like obnoxious in a cool and dare I say cute way. Okay. We are both cool. We are both very cute and you know, maybe sprinkle in some obnoxiousness into that. And I think that that will fit the theme for this episode. 
sure, we talk about a lot of cool shit, but I think that the meat of this episode, and I say that uh, ironically because I am such a vegan. Oh my God. Anyways, the vegan meat of this episode is, I feel like it's just like two friends hyping each other up over like whatever they're talking about, just being like, so supportive of one another and just letting the other one talk and getting excited about what the other one is saying and just like goofing around and being in the moment. And like I said, going back and editing this episode was so much fun. I felt like I time traveled back to that night and just hung out with man all over again, which yeah, was just a delight. I mean, other than that, I don't think that there's anything I need to update you on, um, there's a lot of like things that happen in this episode are going to be inside jokes from now on. And you know, if you listen to it and you also find them funny, you can also be in on the inside jokes. You can be on the inside of these jokes. Okay. Oh, I guess one thing I can tell you is I have decided to start releasing episodes every other week. Something I had not even thought about until my friend brought it up to me at dinner. He was like, once a week, that seems like a lot. And I was like, I don't know, it just seems like standard. And he was like, why don't you try every other week? And once he said that, and I let it sink in for a couple days, honestly, that format works so much better for me because it takes off the pressure of me feeling like I need to be like on my game every week. Because that is not the case. It has never been the case, but I have not been a content creator before. And I have not had people paying attention to the ebb and flow that is my emotion and mental state, okay? So every other week, I've got some cool guests lined up. Shit's gonna get good. But for now, you're gonna listen to this episode, which is very, very good, (laughs) with my friend Mana. At the end, Mana talks about where you can find them, their their Instagram handle, their podcast, their Patreon. I would repeat all of that, but I don't want to fuck it up. I'll leave it in the show notes. Go check out Mana's Instagram. Check out Mana's podcast. I got a reading from Mana. I think before we were even officially friends, I got a reading from them and we did a reading for an hour and then I think we talked on the on the phone for a total of three hours and like that was what solidified our friendship. So their readings are definitely worth reaching out to them about. Mana is a magical person. I love them. And if you don't, then fuck you. (laughs) All right, all right. You get the picture. Mana is my guest. I have introduced them in a way of sorts. I have done that just now. They are here. They were here. Now they are here in your ears. Anyways, fuck. Please, clap your flippers, raise your paws in celebration for my dear friend and very special guest, Mana Aelin. Um, are you interested in any, um, flavored lubes?
Does everyone know what a horse girl is, right? You know what a horse girl is. <laughs> At first I was like, I literally was thinking like, are those, um, what are they when they are ho- half horse, half human? Because that's what I was thinking. <laughs> I was like, centaur, but a little girl. <laughs> so, I was like, uh, is this a creature? I don't know about. I'm a centaur girl. <laughs> I was... <laughs> Would it be a, just like a centauress? No, like, you know, you know, horse girl is like a girl who's yeah. obsessed with horses and like gallops around. Okay, so I was frog girl. Okay. <laughs> okay, uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, Go on. So I would say this probably started early second grade, maybe late first grade. And the reputation has uh, just completely transcended my, my elementary to junior high school experience to the point now where people that like find me on social media or any other um there's someone being killed outside (laughs) while i'm talking about frogs it happens all the time people die outside of my window constantly mana just stay focused on your frog story (laughs) you're looking at me like you wanted to stop i'm just gonna acknowledge the killing i wanted to acknowledge you because i could see in your eyes that you could hear the murder and then i was like i can also hear the murder but like i want to hear about um we're temporarily we're recording this in hell so I this is my podcast studio (laughs) um we're in my podcast studio manna which is also my altar in my kitchen and sometimes the dance floor we're conjuring frogs (coughs) i'm gonna edit that cough out (coughs) but i'm gonna leave that one in (laughs) okay frogs okay you're frog girl i was frog girl um so people who find me now like they find my mothman a tarot page they find my podcast whatever like they will contact me and then usually there'll be some type of like <laughs> i'm fine with the murder okay. <laughs> usually there'll be there'll be some type of like correspondence that leads to like so are you still into frogs and then i'm like okay this is just complete this is like te- like almost 20 you know whatever years old at this point. But I was obsessed with them. Like, I would get Christmas presents. I love frogs. I had an imaginary frog friend who would sit on my desk. What was I, their name? I don't know. They were just, like, a little green frog. Mm-hmm. And I made a desk for them on my desk out of erasers so they could sit at. Because I'm a nice person. So I <laughs> gave them a seat that was appropriate for the size of their body. And... <laughs> um, yeah. So I was really into it. All my clothes were green. I'm not exaggerating. It was, like, completely, like... like Frogs. Frog Mm -hmm. posters. One time I decided to write a report about frogs, and by write a report about frogs, I mean I got out an encyclopedia, and then on my dad's computer proceeded to copy every word in the frog section of that book into a Word document that I was then planning on submitting to a journal, which I did not do because I was like eight. Was it, were there like, was it literally just words or were they like complete sentences or was it? It was an an encyclopedia entry about (laughs) frogs that I just typed verbatim into a word document like, this is my work yes this is my life's because work. i was physically typing it so mm-hmm. i was right you know i was writing the article it, it made sense to me at mm-hmm. that point mm-hmm. it took forever though because i can't type well it like, sounds like you were part frog so like maybe, maybe. in your frog brain <laughs> that made sense to you also toads yeah okay we're getting to the toads <laughs> okay so fun fact lots of frogs and toads there's like no actual discrepancy they're just the words kind of get named different things yeah so mm. but sometimes there are anyways uh i had a pet toad his name was Hermie. 
named after a toad that my dad wrote about in a book when he was my age at that point. He named it Hermie the Toad. So I had this toad named Hermie. Uh, There's also the name of my very first email address. It was HermieTheToad at Yahoo.com, which unfortunately was hacked in my freshman year of college, and I had to terminate it. It was very sad. Oh. Very, yeah. Who hacks emails? What a boring thing to I hack. Don't know. They were sending emails to my grandpa asking him for money, and I was like, I don't even talk to you normally. Why would what I was I your grandpa's email? I'm Manos Grandpa at Yahoo.com. I don't, I, I don't know. Like, I think... You know when you, like, save people in your contacts an email and that was a thing mm-hmm. you did? Yeah. Uh-uh. I must have had... No? I'm agreeing with you just to keep okay. the conversation going. <laughs> I was like, yeah. And I was like, wait, actually, no. <laughs> I'm trying to stop doing that. It's like my politeness, like, coming in. I'm like, uh-huh, uh-huh. And I'm like, mm-mm. Yeah. Anyways. But yeah, so I had pet, a pet toad, and then I had pet red-eyed tree frogs. I had a pet green tree frogs. That was like spring peepers outside that I would catch. I was just really, really into them. And then I just kind of acknowledged that going forward when I kind of grew out of that obsession thing. Even though that's still my personality, I still do hold it on stuff, and it becomes my life temporarily. I moved on from frogs. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until... So like recently, actually, I met with someone, and they're like a shaman who I work with every couple of months. And then I told her about that because I don't feel like I don't eat meat because I used to have nightmares about being whatever thing I was eating like the next night. It was really weird. And they stopped as soon as I stopped eating meat. Like I don't recommend people quit stuff cold turkey like that, but I did. And the nightmare stopped. So I never did it again, except on accident a couple of times, but like intentionally. So, but I don't have like I'm not, like, drawn to animals, like, the same way that I'm drawn to other things. Mm-hmm. But I do, like, respect them as, like, conscious creatures and things like that. So, but this shaman pointed out to me that in a frog, and this is also, like, a biological fact, too. When frogs are present in an environment, it means that it's a healthy environment, a healthy ecosystem. Because they breathe through their skin, they drink water through their skin. So they wouldn't be able to do that if it was a toxic place. Mm. So they don't inhabit places that are, like, horrible for the most part. So if there's an abundance of frogs in your yard or whatever, it's a nourishing ecosystem for them. Mm-hmm. We saw one on a walk that we were on. Mm-hmm. That was just like on a trail in town, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. That was definitely... Because I, I I, have a frog story. I'm sure I have a few frog stories, but uh, there were tree frogs would uh, just kind of like be... I have like the small back deck in the house that I grew up on where it leads not into like the automatic garage door that you put your car through but another door on the side of the garage that like perfect for humans human sized garage (laughs) door not car sized and uh sometimes there would be like tree frogs on the ledge out there because it like rains a lot a certain time of year anyways i went to like i opened the garage door i was leaving the garage and then i i grabbed the the doorknob on the other side to close it to step out onto the deck and my hand touched a tree frog because there's a tree <laughs> frog just sitting perfectly on the doorknob just like all crunched up and i i, I shrieked a little bit cuz i was not expe- i was expecting a cold brass doorknob and i got like a, a wet slimy squishy <laughs> i was like what and uh <clears throat> I just like, oh, and then I have an, a frog story. One time, this girl that I'm not friends with anymore, actually, I stopped feeling like I wanted to be her friend when I saw how she treated animals. I actually didn't, it was kind of subconscious. I mean, I've, anyways, one of the things that really stood out about her, she got like drunk one night and we were all like walking back to our friend's apartment and she saw a frog on the ground. She picked up the frog and immediately, like ever since I was young, I've been like hyper aware of when people are like handling animals. Like, I just feel like 
it's like an extension of myself that I am just hyper aware that they are treating the animal with respect, mm-hmm. like while they're in front of me. And it's like, it's always been something so like deeply subconscious that's happening that I haven't even been able to like put words into it until recently. But she picked up this frog and then the frog would hop out of her hands, but she was like, her hands were like up to her chest level and she was standing. So every time the frog hopped out, it like hit the concrete and she kept picking it up and the frog kept hitting the concrete. She did it like three times. And I was like, eventually, and I was drunk too, but I was like, dude, put down the fucking frog. Like you keep just dropping it onto concrete. And I don't know if it has bones. Like you're just like squishing. What if it didn't have bones? I guess it would. I don't know. I mean, I I was like, what the fuck, dude? Put down the fucking frog. That's that's uncomfortable. So. That, like, triggered, like, a memory that I had that I forgot about. So I went ATVing when I was, again, I think I must have been second or third grade. I went with my dad and then his friend and his son, his friend's son. Mm -hmm. So it was four of us. And his friend's son brought a BB gun. And you you already know this guy. So, (laughs) um, well, he was, like, shooting stuff because we were, like, out, like, it was, I live, I grew up in the country, so you could, like, shoot shit, you know. You were, As one does in the yeah, country. Yeah, you just shoot, I'm not joking again. It, <laughs> I, I also grew up in the country, but, like, on the other side of the country. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Same country so, in the country on the other side of the country. <laughs> so the abnormal part was not a child bringing a gun to a meetup at this point. That was normal and expected. But he, like, shot a frog in front of me in the back, but, like, the size of a BB on the frog's back is, like, not much of a size difference. So I remember it was, like, hitting a creature with a cannonball and then seeing... Yeah, I was screaming. And, like, my dad wanted to make him eat the frog. But obviously he can't do that. It's not his child. Because, like, when my dad grew up, it's like, if you hunt something, you eat, you eat what you kill. Because that's why you're doing that. You don't just, like, shoot it. Um, I think a lot of people need this lesson for some reason. <laughs> but... Yeah, it was it was really upsetting, and I was very wow. upset for the rest of the day. Like I can see it in my head still, like yeah. even as like that's probably traumatizing for you. Yeah, obviously, like I was obsessed with them. Yeah, and then somebody just comes by and just like kills it. Yeah, and doesn't give a shit. Mm-hmm. And like um, at that point, you're not like, well, he's a kid, and I'm a kid. It's not like you have that. Like no. we're both young. You're just like, mo- like what the fuck? I still what? don't like him to this day. Well, I recognize that's irrational, and he's like 25. No, and lives fuck in, that like, guy. Central, Central, Central America. No, Central United States. Um, I think I'm also sort of listing all the things he does. He's a frog killer. That's he's all we need to killer. know. That's all we need he to know. And you are a frog ironically, girl. he's really he coaches like swim teams. <laughs> Full circle, huh? Yeah, maybe he was mad at himself and who he was becoming. He's like, I gotta because he was scared. Become the frog. Yeah, maybe the frog's soul left the frog and then kicked his soul out and then inhabited a human body. Which in this case, I don't want to hate him anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are you finding some closure here with uh, Mr. Frog? Mr. Frog Killer? I'll let it sit for now and I'll decide later if I'm yeah. over it. Let's not make any, like, big decisions on the mic today. <laughs> I just feel like, uh... I mean, <clears throat> I have something in... Do I have a frog in my throat? <laughs> <laughs> Look who's blowing out the mic now. Okay, but that's your laugh. (laughs) That is a cough. (laughs) That is a laugh. I love it. I love it. 
Um, if you notice, I try to lean back when I laugh. It's a I habit that. I've developed because of my own podcast. Yeah, I do. I do like a ha ha I'm like, ha 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 ha. Anyway, I just turn it completely around. I she laughed at my refrigerator and I don't think it's that funny. Okay. <laughs> it keeps my food cold. All right. It does a really good job. And I just appreciate if you did not mock my refrigerator. <laughs> last, last time we recorded a podcast here, we were talking about extremely emotional and like traumatic experiences for both of us. And so it's really funny. <laughs> now we're just like, yeah, that's uh, your energy. I set the intention because like I make this space like my space. Like mm-hmm. it's very much like I kind of imagine uh, I do like the same shielding technique in this apartment that I do on myself where it's almost like a white ball, I guess, around me. But then I almost imagine it's like armor that's around me um, that like I can move in and out of, but like nothing can come in mm-hmm. without my permission. And then I imagine that armored white ball is on fire. And so I did that for my apartment too. So nice. that like anything, like it, things burn up if they're trying to come to me, right? Somebody's putting something at me. But then I set the intention. I was like, um, for the, the time that for as long as mana is here, it is also their space. Like this is like this space is like, cultivated for your energy as well. It's like opened up for you. I don't know what the point of me telling you that was. Mm-hmm. Just don't mock my refrigerator while you're here. That's not a part of the deal. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Deal. Deal. So yeah, I just wanted to talk about like different kinds of communication and uh with in my last podcast guest we just talked about animal communication just like literally talking to your dog or Mm -hmm. talking to the farm animals and I know when I first met you that was one of my biggest takeaways with meeting you was that you communicated with plants or that you talked to plants and that you like specifically had like journeyed and met plants and things like that so I just wanted to like get your perspective on that and hear some of your experiences yeah so in my experience with plants it's just a different type of consciousness. Like it is like if you are listening to this and there's a plant that you've been thinking of a lot, or if you're being drawn to something, that's already the communication. Like, it's not like how with a person sometimes it's like, Oh, I feel like I should talk to this person. Then you have to go strike up a conversation that in and of itself, that draw that pull, that synchronicity, whatever you want to call it is already the conversation happening because the, con- the consciousness is just so, like, when I see it in my head, because I, I visualize things in my head, when I see a plant's consciousness, it's just, like, it is. It's not really something that does something, other than it just exists. Again, this is my, my takeaways from my experiences, so other people's could be different. But I, look, in my readings, a lot of times I'll do bibliomancy in some of my herb books, because I also study herbalism and in the, through a herb school and I will if people are interested in the plant aspect sometimes I'll get that with people they come in that they just have an affinity for it I will t- tell them like how how I meet plants like you can meet a plant as well that you don't even physically have in front of you because again it's a consciousness so there's obviously medicinal values and health values and whatever to like all of them but I work primarily more on the esoteric space of like what does this plant spiritually represent what does it represent to me on my own? How can I use it in magic? What are its planetary associations? Like all of those things is where I tend to look for, for specifically. So if I can give like an example here, one time I was preparing for a reading and all this stuff about the heart, the heart came up and 
I sat down and did some herb divination and then and then got a plant, which unfortunately I'm forgetting the name of right now. I don't remember exactly which one it was. But in magical lore, it is specifically about like protecting the heart space. And it it is a plant that is normally very poisonous. And you would, but you would only ingest it in extreme circumstances of like an extreme heart attack to stop it from like happening mm. or like to, to calm that whole system down. It's the only time you would ever ingest. Maybe that's, maybe that's why I'm, I'm conveniently forgetting right now. I don't want to tell people about this plant. Is it because like the risks out, no, the benefits outweigh the risk in that situation, yes. but in any other situation, the risks out. I would say yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I, I am drawn to those types of plants. Like that's, that's been, that was my, like at least this year, like it has been plants that are typically sometimes referred to as baneful or poisonous more colloquially that have a lot of, um, people typically avoid in regular life because they can kill you, cause extreme sickness. Um, it could have a, you know, an adverse effect on an adult or maybe a mild effect on an adult or, but if a child ingested it, it could kill a small person or an animal. So people stay away from them, but there's like a renaissance right now happening, or at least just with social media, a lot more an availability of this type of information, but of working with these plants in an esoteric space and also like topically and in times ingesting them when it works for you, like in terms of your own education, like I will never ever tell anyone in my experience now to ever ingest anything poisonous because I just won't. Um, on my own self, have I done stuff that is really dangerous? Yeah. But like, it's my own decision at that same point, but that's just like a distinction I want to make. Um, so, so one of the, so I took a, I took a class about through this really good Instagram account. If you're interested in poisonous herbs, it's Persephone's path on Instagram. There's also an account called Bane Folk, which is another one. And there's a lot of, there's all, honestly, if you go to the, who they're following or who they're talking to or who they're being tagged, the poison plant community on Instagram is actually pretty small. So you'll be able to find all of them. But I took a class with Persephone's path. Her name's Kathleen Soli. And the first one we did, she taught us all how to journey with plants. Or not, well, I've already done it with plants, but with poison plants specifically. And we did this, this was over Zoom, because this was during COVID, this was back in June. And... She, we did the journey. It was just the intention of meeting Belladonna. That was all that we had to do. Like you just, I already knew how to journey. So that was easy for me. And she explained more for people who didn't know like how to actually do that. But when I went and what I saw for Belladonna was like a, a woman, it was like, I saw a ballroom with like people with huge dresses dancing around. And then I saw a woman in the woods and then specifically like these like really rich colors like these like purple and red colors and all these things that like in my own experience didn't make any sense and that's usually how journeys go like it's kind of like your, your brain starts to make you think that you have made all of this up blah 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 like how did I create this imagery in my head and we get out of the journey and then I just start seeing the chat in the zoom and people start talking about their experiences. And we, for, you know, I don't know every single person. There must have been like maybe 40, 50 people in this class. But it's the biggest Zoom call ever. It was kind of stressful. <laughs> and, but I just saw for everyone who was speaking up, that we were all seeing a woman a lot of times beckoning you in the woods, dancing, these purple and red colors, like all of this stuff. It was 
we all had variations of it, but those core themes, it was everyone who spoke up was having that. So we were all journeying. And I, you know, I've seen pictures of Belladonna before, but I never worked anything with it or really done much research. Um, and it just was one of those really bizarre experiences where this mass group of people set the same intention together to go meet something that most of us have never even touched, let alone would have in front of us. And we just met this consciousness that was and then had an extremely strikingly similar experience. And then Catherine Soli went on to say, yeah, that is how all of these journeys go. My entire career that I've done this, every time I do it, people have these group experiences. And I can speak too to regular journeys that aren't about plants. When I've done journey groups together with people, I've had times where stuff has showed up in my field of vision while I'm doing something else. And I've just been like, that's really weird and doesn't make sense. I'm gonna set that aside. Like one time I saw a giant panther show up in my vision and I was like, mm, and then I just put it aside. The person next to me told the story of their journey, which was them journeying with a giant panther. Mm. It's like, we, there's these overlap things like mm -hmm. all happen. Like we're all accessing something very similar. And there's, it's just, it's a really wild experience. So if there's plants that you want to meet or maybe that are really dangerous, like on the physical level, you can set the intention if they're coming to you to meet them in the astral. But I will also say something Catherine did tell us before we journeyed. She's had someone one time journey with a plant and in the plant in this journey, because you're in the astral. So one of the big things you learn when you first journey is not to bring anything back with you. Like if you, when you're coming back with the callback, you kind of just leave whatever you left there. Just because you don't know, you don't really want anything. It's, it's not like scary, but just like, it's just, it's just better off, especially if you're in a new place. I also operate, because I work a lot with the Fae and Fairy and going to Fairy, I operate on do not eat or drink anything mm -hmm. because there's like a lore with Fairy. If you go to like a party and you drink the Fairy wine and you're not that, like you just get stuck there and dance forever until your feet bleed and you collapse and die. That's pretty common folklore. So I don't <laughs> want to do that in the astral plane. I don't want to have a piece of myself doing that forever. So I just avoid eating or drinking anything. Uh, well, she had someone who was meeting a plant, um, which I'm just going to not say just so it doesn't people don't have this association with it because it's a very cool plant but the plant gave them a cup of tea in the vision and then they drank the tea in the vision so no actual tea drinking is happening they're laying down they're not ingesting any actual food they then had an allergic reaction they had like body hives like they broke they had a weird like some type of allergic something mm -hmm. that was abnormal for them that uh the facilitator, like, I think it was, I don't remember if Catherine specifically led her through something to help her calm it down or if she had to do something physically, but it was okay. They were fine. But that is something, so, so that's just a regular thing that Catherine says, that if something happens like that, just tell me immediately and we'll deal with it. So it's also like, it's not a separate thing. It's not... Like, I'm saying it's accessible and it's safer, but at the same time, it's like a plant's consciousness are just as real as the plant. I just, I'm curious about, like, is it, I guess that just goes to show how, because I guess I see things as, like, uh, when you talk about the astral or just even, like, our energetic bodies, how they're just kind of, like, it's all, like, layers on top of each other. But it's not even, the more stories I hear like this, it's less, like, layers on top of each other and just, like, I almost feel like there is this, like, thin, um, 
like this it's just something like over my eyes and if I just like peel it back then I can like be in the world of like belladonna right and then yeah. it's like the fact that somebody drank something in like a meditative state right it's, it's like the bare bones way of describing of like what was happening mm-hmm. it was just like they were meditating they saw somebody give them tea they took it and then they broke out in hives like what is that say is it does it well, that's say... also i forgot to say that is a reaction that you can get from that plant if you ingest it mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. what does that say about it does that say more about like the journey that that person went on to meet this plant or does that just say more about like the way that i guess reality works or the way that like consciousnesses travel and things that they bring back you know because like if, if that's just one example, you know, what would happen then, hypothetically, if you were in Fairy, the place, and you drank some of the wine, you know what I mean? Would you, like, I mean, I guess that, that just goes to show that there is the possibility that you would dance forever until your feet bleed, you know? Like, that could happen, or it could just be, like, a part of you energetically does that forever, you know? It's just, like, or there's so full, many... full, full selves. I mean, even before, I mean, this is funny that I pulled that card on here. I was like, it is safe to journey. It's like, I pulled that out of this deck. Uh, Ashley has this little card deck called Making Magic, and it's just, like, cute little phrases on it, and I jokingly pulled some cards um, for, from this here, and one of them was specifically about... Like travel safety. Yeah, safe and happy travel. Safe and happy travel. And it said it is safe to journey. And then I made the note of like, haha, it's also like shamanic journeying. Um, right. So I don't want to scare anyone um, as well. Like I have, I've, you know, it, it's just one of those things that I think we have to like remind ourselves. I think sometimes people like we do stuff like, oh, I'm just going to, I'm not going to do the 3D thing version. I'm going to do this meditation. And then that's like less of an impact or whatever it feels like less not safer is not Mm -hmm. the right word but less like interactive yeah but if you've ever gotten like energy work from someone that you didn't like you know that feeling it's extremely invasive and it bothers you for like a long period of time Mm -hmm. like it's this weird like thing that i see sometimes in the spiritual community and i catch this in myself too where even i will just of all the conditioning we have like discount energetic things that we can't physically see or even striking things like journeys as just kind of like yeah that was a journey and this is life but then someone mm-hmm. also told me one time I think I don't remember who it was it was in the past month but they're like you know we're in the astral plane right now like we're not not in the astral plane yeah that's a really good point that you're and I, I was just talking to somebody today about like talking about where you go in your dream. Like, is it just like a deeper part of your mind that you're going to, or is it like this shared place that we all go to when we dream? Right. And that could be like, I think that's kind of going on what you're saying is that we're, we're like always in the astral. I just feel like there's so much that I try. I just try to like wrap my head around like one idea or like concept about like the way that our minds work, the way that energy works astral travel, just any one concept. I try to wrap my mind around it before I can even like get my mind halfway wrapped around it. Something like another part comes in. I see it almost as like a bubble. So there's like the bubble of the idea of like astral travel. And then, um, there's like another bubble of like journeying. And then there's another bubble of meditation. And then there's another bubble of like time and space. And I'm just trying to like wrap my mind around one of the bubbles and then the other bubble comes in and sticks to the other bubble and then my mind has to like okay all right well I was almost wrapped around that one but I'm gonna wrap around this and then another bubble sticks to that one I'm just like trying like I just feel like this is never ending just trying to like 
once I think I've gotten a little bit of a grasp on one idea or one concept, just about like reality or consciousness or anything, it's just like something else comes in and I'm, I'm like, okay, well, I guess I'll just take, I'll put this on pause and then I'll dive into this thing. And then while I'm like diving into that thing, like another, uh, like a hint of like the thing I put to the side comes up and then you just see how it's all just like, can everything is connected and it's kind of like, I mean, I kind of want to say exhausting, but like, <laughs> I love it so much. Like today I was just listening to uh, a podcast and they were just talking about some woo shit and this crazy wave of gratitude like came all over my body. Like I felt it like in my toes. I could feel it coming up to my heart to a point where I was like, oh my gosh, I think a full wave of gratitude is coming over. And then I had, it was coming up my body so slowly. I had time to just like take a deep breath and feel it. Mm-hmm. But I think... So while it is, like I say, exhausting, I'm kind of joking. It's like exhausting in the best way, like rewarding kind of exhausting to just like go all these places all the time and just kind of like, it can make you just be like, am I fucking crazy? But then I just, I like love hearing people share their stories about different things. Like just like that person who, Mm -hmm. you know, you, that's like wild that you go, like, what is it, what does it mean when we because you were on your own journey, you were journeying to meet Belladonna and then you come back and then like everybody else has a really similar experience. So it's like, did we all go to different places? Is it like, what, like almost like Jessa uses that example of like a disco ball. Is it like you just went to like one part of the disco ball, but that disco ball was the experience of the journey to meet Belladonna. So it's like, you guys all just like, like went to the same experience, but just had like different perspectives of it. It's like, yeah. Am I even forming a question right now? No, but, but you're, you're expressing like a thought, like these are thoughts that both of us, I think, have a lot where mm-hmm. it's like the deeper you get into this world, you just realize it's just, it's just, it's not even a world. It is everything. Mm-hmm. And so it's just, it's like when you jump into a pool thinking you're going to, it's going to be a couple feet deep and then you just keep going down mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, and then you have to, you basically, all you, and this is a really bizarre analogy, but you just grow gills and you learn to swim in that space. And then when you come out of the water, that's weird. True. I like that analogy though. Cause that's how I've been feeling a lot. Just like sometimes I'll just like so immersed in this world. And then somebody will come up like behind me and just be like, Hey, did you pay your taxes? Or like, Oh, I gotta go do paperwork. I don't know. I'm just using the most boring examples mm-hmm. of like 3D life, but it's like that like pulls me, and I'm just like, you're still thinking about stuff yeah. like that. It's like what? Yeah. Like well, yeah. It's just like, and honestly, and then I I kind of think about how when people ask me if they haven't seen me in a while, they're like, what well, What have you been up to? And I think I decided today that I'm gonna try and keep it like as as like small talky as possible, like not mention because I don't even know where to begin filling in people like what I've been up to, right? I just Mm want to be like, oh, I don't know. I've just been like learning a lot. And they'll be like, about what? And I'm like, about how like uh, we're always in the astral plane Mm -hmm. and uh, this reality isn't what you think it is. And like dimensions aren't a place that you like go up into, but they're all like wrapped around each other. And it's just like, where do I? So I'll probably just be like, oh, just reading some books about stuff. I don't know. It's just like... Isn't it funny how sometimes people's reactions to, like, when you express, like, here's this puzzle that I can't solve, which is, what is a dimension, really? The the response, at least in my experience, is almost as if, like, they are are thinking what you're saying to them is, like, a sentence of distress. Like, you are distressed because you cannot fathom what you're talking about. 
And it's like, well, just stop thinking about that. Like, why are you, won't just do something else if that's stressing you out? That's what I get all the time. It's like, mm. if this is bothering you, oh my God, stop. But it's like, no, that's the opposite of what I want to do. Yeah. I it's like, it bothering way. me is like driving yeah. me to figure it out. Not like, like I think that's what, that's, that's what I hear you saying. It's like, the, it's not like bothering you. It's you are driven to figure this thing out. And sometimes you just like hit a wall that you need to like find another way around, up, yeah. down, around, whatever. And then like somebody hears you and they're like, oh my God, just let it go. It's like, cause I, I, I think I've been like on the giving and receiving end of that. Whereas like, cause it, I guess it just depends on like where your mind's at. Right. Cause if somebody comes at me with like a more like, oh my God, paperwork. Why do I, why can't I think of any other, oh, I gotta go do car insurance. I can't, why do I suck at like coming up with just regular day-to-day life experiences? I'm saying it like I am a robot, like do car insurance. Um, or somebody just cares so much about little shit like that. I'm the type of person, I'm like, it just stop. Who cares? Yeah. Just brush it off, you know? But to them, they're like, I have to figure out car insurance. And I have to figure out this thing because it is so important. And me, I'm just like, I don't know, man. I'm trying to figure out if I'm dreaming right now or not. Yeah. You know? I think I can talk to animals. And they're just like, you're fucking crazy. And I'm like, you're crazy. And then... Well, I had this conversation about health insurance with my dad. Like, yesterday morning, actually. So, he was expressing to me how... He and my mother, they want, you know, they want me to, like, they, they just think, like, practically, like, in terms of what I, they, they don't even know the extent of what I do. They know a very small piece of it. Yeah. Um, but, so, already our, our, there's, like, a skew of what they're perceiving my, like, my what I fill my time with. Mm-hmm. But they're, like, he's, like, concerned. He's, like, well, like, what are you going to do about, like, health insurance if you're, like, self-employed? And mm-hmm. I was, like, mm-hmm. well... I'm almost 23, and if I got, like, a what they would like me to get, which is, like, a am employed by somebody and I have benefits, you know, through mm-hmm. a full-time job, um, so I, like, whatever current stage in my life, and so, like, they want me to do that so I can, like, obtain health insurance, and then I was like, well, actually, like, I, I don't know if that's even meaning what you're saying it's meaning because I still wouldn't accept that health insurance at this point because I have two years left of like my, my dad's job has health insurance that extends to his entire family up until we're like 25 years old Mm -hmm. that has like really good benefits. Mm -hmm. So even if I did this thing, like, which they're very concerned about me doing, which is like going and getting a 40 hour a week job somewhere, I wouldn't even accept that health insurance in the first place because I already have one at this point. Mm-hmm. And so my plan is just to cross the bridge when I get to it of potentially needing health insurance. Right. Because that's like my brain's like, why would I make this a problem right now? When yeah. I'm really lucky to not have to worry about that at this point. But for them, it's like, no, that is the life problem of like getting yourself set up so when you're off it, you have health insurance again. But yeah. My brain's like... Um, is the world going to exist in that amount of time? Any, is money going to be a thing? Like, it's like, I don't want to waste my fucking time trying to figure out health insurance when we're trying to like make that a thing where I don't have to waste my time thinking about health insurance. Mm -hmm. This was a really bizarre rant, but that was something that like, I couldn't even, we couldn't meet each other where we were both coming from in that Mm -hmm. conversation because I was coming from such a place of like, what is reality? And like, money isn't real. All this stuff in terms of like, I, with the way that the world's going right now, there isn't a guarantee that money is going to work the same way that it does right now, even in like six months. 
Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. why would I invest all of my time into figuring out that problem? Yeah. Yeah. Is this making sense? It's so yeah, yeah. totally, totally. Okay. It's like so hypothetical. Mm-hmm. And my dad is the same way with uh, what did he say? A lot of the conversations have been coming up lately. I tried to talk about how important it is to just like help other people, right? Like mm-hmm. just really. And so I just try to give the example. Like if I have twenty dollars, but my bills for the week cost fifteen dollars, I could take that five dollars. Like I have everything that I need for the week, fifteen dollars. I have five dollars left. I could take that five dollars and put it away in savings for something that could happen potentially. Or if somebody's outside and they need five dollars, they ask me for five dollars. All the my shit is taken care of for the week. I have $5 to spare. I could just give it to them. Mm -hmm. But then my dad is just so with like, well, you have to have a savings and you have to have these things and you have to do it this way. It's like there is, you know, it's, it's probably a generational thing. It's, it's probably both a generational thing. And then like just a different way of looking at reality It's because I don't believe and he's, I've, like, never had a substantial savings. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And and it's not like I have, like, been great at manifesting money. Like, my parents have bailed me out a lot of times. You know what I mean? But it's like, I don't know. It just, I, I don't value hoarding money. I never have. It's always just slipped right out of my fingers. Like, slipped right out of my fingers by either, like, giving it away or just buying something that I want. Either an experience or, like, clothing or something like that. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't feel right to, like, hold on to it. Yeah. And to, like be constantly planning for something that could happen. Like your example with health insurance. I was also on my mom's insurance until I was like, I don't know, 25 or something. Um, and I did not have health insurance for like six months because I waited until it was time to like figure it out. I was just like, I don't know, just fucking figure it out. And like, I was thinking back to that time recently, how I was kind of stressed out for that amount of time that I didn't have health insurance. I'm like, well, what could go wrong? And then now I feel like once a week, I highly consider canceling my, the insurance I have now. Mm -hmm. I'm just like, I don't, you know what I mean? I just think about like, I mean, I don't pay that much for it, but I'm paying into something that like, I don't believe in and that I'm like rarely using. Yeah. I like never, I maybe go to the doctor once a year. So I just like, pay this thing monthly just in case a terrible thing happens. And I almost feel like if you plan and prepare too much, you're asking for that thing to happen. So it's like, I don't believe in the energy of like planning and preparing and just in case and just in case Mm -hmm. is like actually helping you. I think the just in case and the like being fully prepared, you are just tuning to that, like that vibration of like, I want to break a leg or like I want to have this experience. I want to like lose all my money and then have to rely on my savings or something. It's yeah. like it's, I just don't like I just keep trying to like put my energy where I want it to go. And that's like not a theme that like I'm hearing like your parents mm-hmm. are, you know, aren't on that. And then like sounds like my dad is not on that. Well, it's funny too because like the times that I have prepared for like some specific disastrous circumstance or like it's like almost satisfying when it happened. It's like, I was right. <laughs> Fuck yeah. My ankle's broken. <laughs> yeah. I'm so happy. Yeah, what is that? Because <laughs> I've had that yeah. too. Where I'm like, see, I told you I was sick and I'm like vomiting. I'm like, like falling <laughs> apart, but I'm like happy. Because I was like, mom, I tried to tell you I was sick and I didn't feel well. And like, meanwhile, like my sister, <laughs> my sister told me how to, um, per, like, make it believable that you were sick so you could get out of school by just, like, going to the nurse's office, like, 
like holding your breath in the bathroom, um, making throw up sounds and like putting water on your face. So you like look like you're like physically stressed out um, from being sick. And then like, I just remember the nurse would give me water and um, she would say like, if I could keep it down, then like I wasn't sick or something. I don't know. I was always fucking lying about being sick, but then it turns out I had some really serious health issues. Like, uh, around middle school time. And so like, I would kind of pretend to be sick to get out of shit uh, that I didn't want to do. And then I actually had like serious health issues. And then my parents were just like in this, um, energy of not believing me. And I was like passing out. I was like, guys, I don't feel well. They're like, yeah, whatever. And I'm on the floor and they're like, oh shit, (laughs) Ashley, I think something's wrong with her. And I'm like, I'm sick. So it is funny. Like I did like accidentally manifesting things. Um, whether they're, they're things that you desire or things that you, uh, fear, but like bringing them into you. Um, I remember one time, this is like kind of an anecdote, but I just remembered it cause it's kind of funny. I, I was, I don't know, maybe in first grade, mm-hmm. maybe I was really young and I d- used to not like it when my dad would leave the room. Like he would tuck me in at night and then I would like like physically try to bar him from exiting. Mm-hmm. Like I would like hang on his neck and he'd like get up and I'd be like being pulled out of the bed. <laughs> like the frog you yeah, are. Yeah. Or like my parents were separated for a while and he used to like, um, I would ask him to, I was at a bunk bed. So he would lay on the bottom and then I would lay on the top and then he would like fall asleep down there. Mm-hmm. Like, cause I wouldn't want him to leave. So one time, I was like, all right, what can I do to get him to stay? And I was like, dad, my knee hurts. My knee hurts so bad. And he was like, what's wrong with your knee? I was like, it hurts. <laughs> it's causing me pain. And so it's <laughs> causing me pain. <laughs> so he looked at it again. I'm like in first grade. He was like, oh, it is kind of swollen. And then he took me to the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I just wanted attention, but this has gone way too far. Because well, my, my mom came in. She's like, what's going on? And I was like, her knee's swollen. And she's like, oh my God, it is. And they compared it. And I was like, my knee is swollen. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I, was their, I was their firstborn at that point. So it's kind of let me go to the hospital for everything. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. They're like, um, now for my sisters, it's like, we're not going to the hospital for anything. Yeah, at you're all. Feeding, the opposite. you're fine. Yeah. And the doctor there, like, wrapped it and everything. Because he was like, I don't know what's wrong with her knee. And then oh, I went shit. home, and then, like, for, like, two days, I had, like, a bad knee. And I but was like, I, I bet... don't know what happened. And in your mind, you're like, this started as a lie. Yeah, like, it was a lie. It was, a like, a uh, my knee did not hurt. I I didn't look at it. Wow. It was weird. It, it was a very weird thing. That sounds like kind of, um... That sounds like it it fits the theme of your, like, life now, where you're just, like, unintentionally, sometimes unintentionally manifesting things. Like, I unintentionally manifest things, but you're just like, my knee! And then you're like, oh, fuck, wait, my knee! And then you're like, what did I do? Did you know, like, did you have a sense that, like, you did it, or were you just so, like... I was confused. I was just Mm -hmm. like, this doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. Like, I, because my dad, I thought, because, you know, my parents were like, oh, you're sick. Guess you can't watch TV. Better go lay in your room. And like, because your head, you know, it's like if you have a headache, you know, I thought it was that game. Yeah. But then he was like, no, your knee is swollen. Like, this is weird. Um, And then my brain doesn't know what swollen knee means. So, yeah, swollen can be subtle. But I've had, like, all sorts of weird stuff like that happen for myself in terms of injury to the point where, like, I used to work at a bookstore, and whenever i call out, usually just be, I'd either be too stressed, or one time I had a nightmare about my boss attacking me, and then I woke up the next day and was like, I am not going to work. And then I had to call him with that in my brain, 
And then I, you know, I just say like, I, I can't come in. I'm calling out sick. But I used to like feel guilty about calling out of work. So I would just give too much information <laughs> about my illness. Yeah. <laughs> like I could text my boss also. So on my old phone, every time I texted him, it was just me calling out to work. Yeah. But just texts of like, so for, but I would feel bad about like, saying like oh i'm you know i was i have like a stomach flu or whatever because i would be i would not be feeling well but i would be trying to like make it seem like it's worthy enough to call out even my boss did not give a fuck you could have said anything you can call out after your shift starts and you'd be like whatever and i just stopped like elaborating at all because it wasn't because I felt bad about the line. It was because I was like, I think I'm going to start creating this stuff. Mm-hmm. Like when I do it, I've, I've had that in my head for so many different things. And it is one of the things that's like driven my, like I have a tattoo that says truth teller with like a knife on it. That's mm-hmm. or a dagger because it's like, I just like, maybe this is a selfish motivation for telling the truth or being honest with people, but I just don't want to create my lies. Yeah. I think that's fair. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if you have to like label it as like selfish or anything. It's like, I think that's just like having an awareness of like what you believe you create, you know? And it's like, sometimes that's like a concept that's people that have to like really swallow. Mm-hmm. Like, oh shit. What and there's I- so much nuance to it too. Mm-hmm. We're mm-hmm. so we're, we're, we're like jumping to phase two. We're like, we're not like talking about, um, your poverty is your fault type of thing. That's not at right. all. I just, you know, I know like we're not. Yeah. I just want to yeah. make a disclaimer. Yeah. No, that's great. Thank you. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's just certain things that's like experiences from like my family that uh, like were real, real struggles that we had. And I think back to now, like knowing that like we kind of like to some degree choose our experiences and just trying to like what basically I've been having a really hard time lately um, chewing on. <laughs> That's such a weird way of, to say what I want to say. I'm having a hard time lately, like taking people's ideas about the way that the world works or energy works like at face value. And it's been like this, which is great. You know, I'm like using my discernment. Right. Mm-hmm. But it's like, up until this point, I was so desperate to like experience the world through the lens of other people where like, I can see energy and I can see things in the ceiling and like, I can hear people's thoughts and I can communicate with plants or like whatever. I was like, Oh, I, I want to do all this. I can do all of this. And it's like, Oh, all I have to do is like take their experience and kind of like almost play it out like they did. But like from my perspective, and then it's like lately, even the most like simple things, I'm just like, mm, I don't know. Like, I'm going to try that for myself. Like, yeah, I'm going back and I'm like, like looking at the catalog of all the things that I've believed up until this point, And then I'm like, um, running it through with like this new thought process of, well, I want to try it out in my life first. So it just goes back to like, what I was saying earlier, if, if we choose all of our experiences, and if that is like an idea that we see across a lot of different beliefs, um, mm-hmm. I want to know that for myself before I start like sharing that yeah. with other people that this is something I believe rather than just that. Cause I actually had a thought the other day where, um, I was, I was thinking about how things resonate with you, uh, with me, just like you, the, um, proverbial you, right. Um, how everything that you need is inside of you. And so I was taking that as like, oh, everything I need is inside of me. Then I'll come to all of the the thoughts and like the beliefs that I 
that will carry me through this life on my own. But then I was thinking about how when things resonate with you, it is like something inside of you that is causing that resonance. Yeah. So it's just like, for me, sometimes I get like a physical yes, like chills go up and down Mm -hmm. my back. So I know that like, that is like a quick way that I know that things resonate. Sometimes it's just like, like a feeling of like, um, I'm floating inside or sometimes it's just really subtle. It's just like, yeah, like a just subtle thought, like, Oh, not so much. I agree with this, but like, Holy shit, you're, you're saying something that I've never been able to put words to. And so I, and I was kind of having a hard time with, oh, well, if everything I need is inside of myself, then why am I so quick to jump at something else? Why am I so quick to jump at an idea coming from somebody else's mouth Mm -hmm. or from somebody else's experience? And it's like, oh, well, it resonates. So it's like, like holding the weight of something that resonates and then also on the other end of it or on the, the same end of it, putting it into action, I guess, or just like trying to like, almost I'm trying to like stamp it onto my experiences and see if it still fits. Like, oh, this resonates, but is it true for me? And I don't know if those two things are the same thing, something that resonates and then like a personal truth. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like sometimes things that resonate are almost just like a guide to like something, like a personal truth. Does that make sense? Yeah, um, for me, when I feel like something resonates, it's like I recognize it in like mm-hmm. a way. Like that, it's like mm-hmm. an inner recognition yeah. of something. Because when I think of times when like more, I guess, uh, dramatic moments of like things resonating or like uh, both of our mailer readings, you know, it was just like it hit something that we were then remembering in some way that we can't really describe, even if the form that it took then is different than what it takes now for both of us. Mm -hmm. It's still like, it's like an activation, like in a way, like you recognize it and it presses a button and then it's like this new little robot toy is like, Oh, okay. I'm here to do something. And then you have to like stumble around to figure out what it is. So it's like, you know, I think it's, you know, again, this and that it's both what you're saying. It's like, I think it starts off as a truth and then you kind of tune in on and kind of move with truth because personal truth changes. That's just part of what it does. So I get what you're saying. Yeah. If, uh, personal truth didn't change. That's dogma. What? Dogma. When personal truth doesn't change. Well, dogma is like when someone just spits out something as fact and then it's like very overt about like, this is the way it is. I wish that I was introduced to like the concept of dogma differently than I was but you know Ben Affleck Matt Damon dogma movie (laughs) so every time someone Uh, says dogma I just see like wings getting ripped off well that's traumatic man visual for me fallen angel i'm just like oh they're trying to okay dogma and then i'm like i, I like ran the whole movie through my head and i'm like so what's dogma <laughs> you well, know getting, it's like it did teach getting me your wings ripped off or cut off yeah is called the living death like for angels because they grow back yeah. this is this is um i'm not talking about like a thousand eye angels i'm talking about like um this book I read that is its own folklore, but they call it the living dead. And I refer to it as that because I have like, I had a really traumatic um, journey one time where this is again, one of those moments where journeys they impact you. Like it was a journey where I watched one of my wings get cut off. And then I watched myself die like in a situation because I couldn't fly away. Mm-hmm. It's one of the reasons why now it's like, I 
have I, I'm really obsessed with adapting to multiple different situations and moving from one activity to the next because if I have a diverse range of skills mm -hmm. then if certain options are taken away I still have something to fall back on so a, a jack of all trades master of none but for me it's like it's almost like a weird like results of different energetic experiences that I've had so it's like oh so if I don't have like yeah I have a spiritual practice and an altar but like what will this how will how will this still exist for me if I have nothing you know how, how can I mm -hmm. then scavenge for what I need or have an internal piece or like yeah I like this um yeah I like these like specific items I have a lot but like it's just or like, I don't know just like all these things were for me it's been about yeah if I don't have if I can't fly anymore how how good am I at running mm -hmm. which to some extent, could be a balance problem because I start to obsess over um, variables sometimes. Um, I really, really like knowing that I will, like... <laughs> Here's another thing. I'm, like, kind of getting all over the place, but and this has just popped into my head. An example of those things were this weird satisfaction of horrible things happening that you've been preparing for your whole life. Mm -hmm. Starting in middle school, I refused to wear anything other than tennis shoes or flats to school dances. And I would literally say, and people ask, like, how come you don't like, you don't like wearing heels or just dressing up or whatever for fun? Nothing like pressuring, but just like, how come you don't like doing that? One, I'm really tall. So it was like a weird social thing when you're 13 years old to be taller than all the boys. But also I would just say, what if I have to run? <laughs> what if I have to run? You, you can't run. I'm going to be running very fast. You're not. Uh, so I love <laughs> that you just said that because I base 95% of my outfits on if I needed to get away, can I get away? But also like, can I get away and be comfortable? Like, cause like I am so obsessed with just being like, I hate when clothes are just like physically uncomfortable and it can be anything from being too big to too small. Uh, any the texture, just how they're touching my anything. And the other, like literally yesterday, especially cause of coronavirus and not being able to show off outfits. I realized I have like a couple different clothing items that are just in my closet because they look cute and I can like put an outfit together with it, but they're not functional. Mm -hmm. And I realized that yesterday I was wearing like this kind of like tight skirt and I was like, this is so cute, but it's just not functional. It doesn't have pockets. Like I have to kind of like adjust it every mm -hmm. time I sit up or stand down, like sit up or stand down. <laughs> stand down, Ashley, stand down. I'm like, wait, let me adjust my skirt first. I'm like, I just want like fucking functional. So I'm like really considering going through my clothes in my closet and just getting rid of like everything that is just for fashion. I want to like, I am like on a mission to combine fashion and function. And I kind of always have been, but I've like, there's been a lot of leeway for like a cute skirt or cute shoes or something, but I seriously am the same fucking way with shoes. I have, cannot wear heels. And like all of the shoes that I have, I, if I'm wearing a pair of shoes that I don't think that I can like run in or like hike in or something, I have another pair of shoes with me to change into that I know that I could. Mm -hmm. Like I just like shoes and being able to mm -hmm. just like move and go are really important to me. I hate feeling trapped. Like I hate like feeling like I have no options and nowhere to go. And I almost feel like that feeling of mine and like your feeling of just like, 
what like what just what you were saying of like thinking about all the variables and anything that could happen right and it sounds like it could be exhausting but once you get it down to a science you're always thinking it's like fine it's not exhausting i mean i keep basic camping equipment in my car at all times i know like i I, I, I have a chair i have a beach mat i have a sleeping bag i have um, a baseball bat Basic camping In case gear. you want to play some yeah. baseball. It's, it's in my, um, along my, the pocket part of my, head yeah, that's the original reason. Yeah. I keep it there. So like it's if someone like comes those, to like my metal window, ones? I can grab, yeah, it's, I just Good. grab it in the middle and I can, yeah, anyway. Um, anyway. <laughs> Again, I went to a sword fighting class today. Real swords. That's so cool. Yeah. But what the story where I was going is I had, this started in like in middle school, right? I had that idea. And so any type of like school function or dance I went to, I always wore tennis shoes. And then, um, when I moved to England, I started going clubbing all the time. I wore tennis shoes because it's also impossible. Like most people do at that point. But my brain rationale is still like, yeah, because what if you have to run? And then lo and behold, one night we got followed home and I had to run. And I was like, this is why I wear tennis shoes. I couldn't be able to get away if I was drunken in heels. And I was like, you know, like, I was right, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and I was like, this was a Did you create experience. the things? Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, that happens so much in general. But, like, it's just, like, then the next day, you know, because I was all elated. Like, I, I was the smart person, you know? I'm And, and also, this is a, a whole other story. But <laughs> so the next day, I woke up, and I didn't leave my entire building. Because I was like, oh, my God. I just had an extremely horrible experience the night before that threatened my safety. This person knows where I live. All of this stuff. I thought I was going to have to like physically fight this person mm-hmm. and protect the people who were with me that were sh- fucking shwasted and had like couldn't stand up, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. on their own. Um, and so I had like more of like a, cause that's how I tend to do things is I tend to like act now process later. Um, like I, there's, there's all sorts, that's, you know, a lot of people are like that, but like, yeah. it's a, that, that's how, for most things for me, even good things, like if someone told me good news about their life, I would not really have much of a reaction. And then like maybe a day later, I'll, I'll send them a brick of a text message about all the things that I've been thinking about. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. that's just like how I am. But you know, it just made me think of that of like, I'm not blaming myself for whatever happened, but like, it's just a weird energetic thing. It was like. This is, like, where that weird nuance comes in. Because, again, it's not, like, my... It's not anyone's fault that they get followed home from a club. Right, and it's, like... like, Is it fault, or is it just kind of, like... I see where... Is it, like, you're just noticing... Almost like you're above the situation. You, you, it's like possible to be both like I am Mana and I got chased and that was fucking scary. But I had shoes. I had the right shoes on and I was like prepared for it. So there's that. It's like you're having that experience, but it almost sounds like you're also like above it. And you're like, but is this just kind of like what happens when you point your attention at something? That does it then get brought back to you? And that could be anything from like. Um, I love the color green and I see, I mean, this is not a good example. I live in Oregon. Everything is green. Um, I love dogs. So I see dogs everywhere. Like I'm mm-hmm. like hyper, you know what I mean? And it's like, oh, it could just be because I live in a dog friendly town or da, 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 da. And there's like all these different reasons, like why I could be seeing dogs. But it's like, if I get above it, it's because like, it's almost just like having an objective view of how things work. Or and- for like retro causality, what if that thing happened to me and then my response to it was never wearing heels at a nightclub mm. or a dance in anticipation for whenever this might happen as like a memory is it retro causality memories from the future. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's another, you know, possible thing. Yeah. And then I just feel like that is like, 
still like looking at it from like above right because like if you're, mm-hmm. if you're getting in that like it's not even bird's eye view but i feel like i'm doing this thing with my hands where i'm like really reaching them up high and then i'm making like zombie hands it's like arms high zombie hands like you're going above it um just for all you listeners out there all you visual listeners but then it's like is it it's so it's it's where time doesn't exist right and yeah. like everything is happening but yeah i mean it, it's like this and that. I mean, fuck. I mean, we're just two people sitting in a podcast studio. In hell. Talking I, I about the hell part. Who, we don't know. You did bring the hell part. I mean, I lit the candles. But you brought you the flames. You lit the salt lamp. <laughs> I, I reminded you the about lamp. the photo of John L. Tenney. I don't know if you're going to edit that part out because I know you're editing it out from earlier. But there's... Look, um, it's unintentional. <laughs> It is unintentional. It just so happens I just found out about Johnny Altenny. Really like what he has to say. Apparently I have a uh, ink pen drawing of you framed right by my altar. Um, do you want to be on my podcast? <laughs> what did I just send him this like <laughs> clip? <laughs> you should be on my podcast. Um, but yeah, fuck. Yeah, we're just two people just sitting in my podcast studio, which is also my kitchen, just like talking about shit. And it doesn't mean that either of us know yeah. what's actually happening. And I think that that is also like just something to keep in mind for anybody listening to this is like, who the fuck do they think they are? I don't know. I don't know who I am. That is why I'm on this earth. <laughs> right. Like one day I'm like, oh, I can talk to animals. And the next day I'm like, I can talk to dead people. And then I'm like, who am I? And I'm like, am I all the things? You know, because I also feel like I was a dragon in a past life. I don't fucking know. And then I'm also talking about, like, who knows? We're just here to just, like, contemplate what the fuck is going on just from, like, Mana's perspective and Ashley's perspective. Welcome to the Mana and Ashley show. Yes. We're throwing out Divine Dingo. An enchanted evening (laughs) with Mana and Ashley and Johnny L. God damn it. Um, I had show notes that say animal questions. We got one. Mm-hmm. We got one. Check and it then off. plants, um, communication and poisonous. You know, we didn't spend that much time talking about those two things, but we got both of them. We did. We did get both of them. Um, and then these are just like, what am I going to name? The, the, I mean, we've been recording now for an hour and a half. Well, 20 minutes of that is me. Just, but that might be some good content that I might keep in. I just love, there's so many different times where I'm like recording a solo episode or something and I just am not talking about the natural world or animals or animal communication Mm -hmm. or like anything like that. And I'll just stop and be like, uh, guys, this is a podcast about animals. Didn't you know? (laughs) But, um. I just feel like that is exactly... I just... I love that when you and I... Because we have these kind of conversations off mic, too. But there's, like, this different energy once you put a mic... We have never had a phone call that doesn't last... At least an hour. Yeah. At least an hour. And we live... If I had... If I was a a little bit bigger, I could probably throw a stone in here. Like, I mean, probably, like, a lot bigger. Yeah. (laughs) My uh, higher self could throw a rock and hit your house. Yes. They'll probably house. drop it on top. And then I will open up a portal and it'll drop right back on you. <laughs> yeah. That's great. <laughs> um, where can people find you? So, I have a podcast of my own that is not about animals. It is about... Well, okay. So, the name is The Real Witches of the End Times. You may hear that and go, is that a podcast about witchcraft? 
And that is a question I now ask myself every single day because that was the original intention of it. And then I completely scrapped that idea upon the second episode of it. So but that's a really fun place to come hang out with guests of all different types. And then what else do I have? I have a website, mothmana.com, where I offer readings and other information. And then you can find me on Instagram at mothmanatero. Beautiful. I was going to say, too, like, as... Oh, pay... oh one more thing. <laughs> Hold on. No, 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 no. You're done. Your time is up. Your time is up. Don't you dare talk about your Patreon. <laughs> Patreon.com slash Mothmana. If you didn't know, that's my, that's my, um, she got, my the, they got really close to the mic to say that. So, <laughs> and your like voice dropped down. You're just like, Patreon.com slash Mothmana. I was trying to like exhale into the mic when you get like the wind tunnel sound. Patreon.com slash Like like this. Like- I wish you could. <laughs> I'm the only one of us that has headphones in, so I'm the only one like really fully experiencing this right now. This is gold. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, my podcast is called Divine Dingo. And as much as like, right away, I started, I was like, this is gonna be about animals. And it like still is. But I actually am like working on like a very subtle rebranding where I'm like, yeah, it's about animals and how we can be better to animals. But it's also about like questioning what it's like to be human. And then also discovering these liminal spaces where we just like shed our beliefs and like find ourselves. That is almost a like word for word of a little like snippet of a paragraph that I wrote to describe this podcast. What, nice. Anna? <laughs> I was leaning back in my chair and I got up and was like about to turn. So I didn't have the whole body posture. You're just like nice. <laughs> um, well, thanks so much for coming to my podcast studio. You're I'll never stop calling this my podcast studio. It's also um, your kitchen and. You can edit this part if you want. It's also where she keeps her lube sample. <laughs> so earlier, this, this isn't recorded. I only have like eight lube samples, all right? I, I, I had click record on the mic just to get it set up because we're using my microphone because it's better for like two-way recording in person. And as soon as I do that, she's just like, hey, do you like fruit flavored? And then my brain... As soon as I heard fruit flavored, had already decided the answer was no. Like, I didn't know what else she was going to say, but it was the way Ashley said it, which was such, like, with disdain. <laughs> and, like, I'm like, <laughs> she, you knew that I was just trying to, like, it was a question that was being asked to pass something off on yes. you. You felt that. I was like, can you want to get this out of my house for me? And not, like, hey, you're my friend, and I think that there's this thing that you might like. Yeah. I'm like, man, I don't want this thing anymore. Will you take it? But, yeah. like, <laughs> did not say those words. <laughs> but the last word she came out of her mouth was, do you want this fruit favorite lube? And then I <laughs> definitely said no, just because... It's okay to admit that you said yeah. yes on mic. <laughs> <laughs> you were like, wow, I've been looking for Dolce de Caramel fucking single-use lubricant. <laughs> do they have to put single-use? I don't know. I mean, were you going to scoop it up and put it back in the Is pouch? Is here? Hold on. Why do I... Look. This is how we're ending the podcast. This is... Animal. You buy one expensive vibrator one time in your life, and they're like, it comes with free lube. And I'm like, that's great. That sounds like it could be useful. I hate that I opened this, and it smells like fruit. Oh, God. That smells like um like those cigarellos that are, like, flavored. Like, ugh. 
Oh, you can get more. Can you for list example. the flavors, okay. please? All right. So this is. But can you say it like into the mic, like ASMR style? All right. I'm gonna use my deep voice. We've got H2O, Tropical Passion, Personal Lubricant, Mix and Match Flavors, over 200 combinations. What does that mean? Does that mean you just like... I think that you can like make the Tropical Passion and then you can bring the second one together and then you have Tropical... Gelato, Creme Brulee, Gelato Tiramisu, Gelato, salted caramel, strawberry kisses. <laughs> I'm so hard not to laugh. Juicy pineapple. Pineapple is a water-based personal lubricant for penile and or... <laughs> Intended to lubricate and moisturize to enhance the ease and comfort of intimate sexual activity and supplement the body's natural lubrication. Directions apply desired amount to genital areas. Reapply as needed. Ingredients glycerin, water, flavor, parentheses, aroma, cellulose gum, methylparaben, propylparaben. That's the end of the podcast. I, that, I don't want to put it. any of that in my <laughs> genital area. <laughs> Mystic star, bitch. Look Ooh. at that. Ooh. Look, harmony in the home and great friendships. <gasps> Just too many. Friends. We're in the home. We are in the There's home. There's harmony in the home. There is harmony in There's, the home. We're great friends. We are great friends. Three for three.